This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. As for cornerback uh, here on the Take Command podcast, I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. Um, Christian Gonzalez demolished the combine. Demolished. Um, demolished. Yeah, I know he was training training uh, with our guys down at Exos, guys and gals down at Exos. Uh, and they, they were really excited to see him perform and sure enough, rewarded uh with with their hard work there i mean he re- jumped 40 and a half i think he ran four three eight um he's broad was huge too he's a was massive, like 11 man. 11 plus did you see him walking man. around by any chance um i don't think so dude like, i feel like he was taller than i was and he's like broad shouldered and like big backed and you're just like you are a huge person you know for being able to yeah. move that way and play db and you know it's like he it's he's 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 one of those guys where you watch the combine, kind of like Paris Johnson or Dewan Jones, that just like physically you're just like, oh, like you're like just a different or like the defensive tackle from Northwestern who ran that uh, four five at 280 pounds. You're just yeah. like, oh, you're just built like genetically different than everybody else right. here. In a, in a, in a room, we are not the same in a room in a building full of genetic freaks. Like you're just that much freakier, right? And which is why now I've got Gonzalez. Like he was a guy that was mocked sixteen a lot. He ain't he ain't gonna be there. No way. No way. Now the good news is that might knock Devin Witherspoon down. And and, and if you like Devin Witherspoon, uh, then cool. I don't think he necessarily fits here as well because he is a monster man corner. Um, and he does, he does both. I mean, but yeah, yeah he's more man, like, but he does both. Yeah, press man is where he's elite, elite. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Gonzalez, who's a little more well rounded. Um, and Witherspoon, like I'm sure, will still be a good zone corner, but like. In, in this system, you're not playing to his incredible strength. Sure. His, his superpower is is undercut. But point is, like Gonzalez stole the show. A lot of other guys performed really well. It was a really fast group. But I do yeah. think that a lot of folks might have had their the top of their board change where Witherspoon was CB one for I think most people um, from what I could see on mocks and big boards and yeah. talking to people. And it seems like Gonzalez is is planted himself uh, in that spot now. I mean, that's probably true, but I don't know if that's entirely fair just because, you know, Witherspoon hasn't tested yet. Like, what if he comes? He's not going to be as freaky as Gonzalez because Gonzalez is, I think he's like record breaking freaky in terms of across the board. You know, people have run faster 40s, they've jumped higher, they've had a better broad jump. But when you aggregate those three numbers together, I think he might be the best of all time. So, <clears throat> so obviously he's not going to test better, but Witherspoon's tape, and, you know, I think it's this is part of it. It's like, which would you rather? Like, Witherspoon's tape is so fun to watch because of the mentality that he brings. He brings like, it's such a dog mentality. Like, like he's, he's challenging people. He's a physical tackler. Like he's just that dude on film. And I like football players like that. And Christian Gonzalez is a good football player. He's 
Like physically, it looks easy for him. Like he never gets out of phase with a receiver. He's always in good position. Like he never gets beat badly. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, to me, I love that. Like when you compare him to Keely Ringo, like they're essentially the same measurements. Like Gonzalez has that field work and that hip turn that makes him an elite defensive back. So um, I think I think it's not necessarily fair, but I totally understand why that's happening. I, I 1000% get why Christian Gonzalez is, is at the front of the line because his film's good. His athletic measurables are excellent. His film's like better than good. It's good plus. It's not elite like Witherspoon's is, but it's really, really good. And his athletic measurables are really, really good. And so when you say upside at the NFL level, like that's the guy. And I totally understand that. And I and I would probably flip them too on my mock draft, but I just think it's important for fans to remember if Witherspoon happens to fall to us at 16, you faint because I think he's that good of a football player. Now, the question is, I had a conversation with somebody. Did we talk about this on our podca- podcast with Mike? Probably I, not. I don't, we, we do I don't talk know. It depends, depends on what you're about to say. We do talk a lot. So to be fair, we do talk but, a lot. But I was talking to somebody, um, an analytics guy for the Bears, maybe. And he was saying, I would not draft a corner at 16 if I was Washington. And I was like, that's weird. What if you really like Witherspoon or Gonzalez? And he kind of went back to the tier thing. He's like, well, if it's tier B, you know, tier A, then, and they're both in tier A and he's at 16, then draft him. But if Witherspoon is in tier B, for example, and you have 12 other corners in tier B, is the value there for you to take him at 16 when mm. you could trade back? And I think that's a fantastic point because this is a an insanely deep quarterback class, cornerback class, excuse me. Like there's the kid from Maryland, um, Deontay Banks is 6'2", 205, and he ran a 4340. Like his film is not quite as good as Christian Gonzalez, but physically it's there for him, right? And it's just like saying like, you know, Sam Smith from South Carolina. It's there, there's so many guys, uh, Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. There's, there's a million guys we could talk about in the cornerback position that are good football players. So again, it kind of supports that if they're not in that first tier for you, which I would imagine Witherspoon is, I'd imagine Skaronsky is, then trade back at 16 and add value with, by getting another draft pick and one of these other guys you don't think that is that different from uh, the player being selected. So for you right now, understanding Witherspoon's got a test at his pro day and you're still watching the tape, yada, yada, yada. But as we tape this at almost 11 a.m. on March 7th, uh, Gonzalez, tier one? I think so. I I I would put him tier one. His film is really good. I would, I, yeah, I'd say tier one. I would have him as a tier one corner. So if he were to fall to sixteen, based on my tier system, it. it's it, and I and I put Skaronsky in there too as like a tier one player in this year's draft. Now that doesn't mean a yeah. tier one of all time, but if this year's draft, if they both fall to sixteen, I, there's still a lot of evaluation to go. We're gonna have a conversation between drafting Skaronsky at sixteen and drafting Witherspoon because they're both I tier would one. Take Skaronsky, if that was the case, just on position. I I think off positional value, need right? bigger. Obviously. Uh, this changes dramatically in two weeks when free agency opens Correct, um, and or when they make a move in free agency. So we'll know more then. But uh, as of today, I think O-line is a significantly bigger need than corner. Um, they, they're not dead at corner if they have to start the season right. what they have. Um, they're, they're thin, but, and they can definitely improve, but they're dead at O-line because they don't, they don't have an O-line right now. Um, all right. So let's see how many tier two guys, uh, let me know when I hit the, uh, oh my God, hit the so line many. for you. I've just got, I've got ESPN's best available list up. So okay. I'm just going to go down Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi state, uh, Joey Porter, junior Deontay banks, Keely Ringo, Cam Smith, 
Keely Ringo's Clark not Phillip? in there for me, but uh, but okay. But he's in. But like that's one outlier. All these guys. Clark okay. Phillips. Keep going. Uh, Julius Brents, Kansas State. He, so I like him a lot. I do like he's okay. he's he's around at a corner for me. I don't know if he's tier two, but again, like you know, depending on who you ask. Like somebody told me he's Benjamin St. Juice to a T. Like interesting because he's, he's like, also he's, I don't know I don't know if there's a typo, but it says safety next to his name, but he's on the no, corner list. No, so he's six. Um, he's six. He has thirty four inch arms. He's six three. He's two hundred five pounds. He ran an elite five ten five. He ran an elite three cone drill, and I think he ran a four four. And he jumped forty four inches or something redonk. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something that like he, there's a little bit of hitch in his turn when he opens up, which shows up on tape, which gets me a little nervous because St. Juice didn't have that. But golly, if you're betting on traits, man, like that's you know, <laughs> like he's he's a physical tackler. Like you can tell he likes ball. Like so yeah. that's but yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go that's ahead. seven guys uh, with Ringo being the outlier. Riley Moss, Iowa. I think he's a tier three guy for me. Okay. Kelly from Stanford, Jones from AM, Stevenson from Miami, Brown from Ohio State. Any of those dudes are, yeah, those are probably officially tier in three. tier three. Tier three yeah. Okay. So we're at but you uh, Garrett you Williams from Syracuse. You didn't, eh, even, eh. you didn't even talk about like the kid from Miami or the kid, uh, you know, the other uh, kid from Tyreek Stevenson. Yeah. Was he in there? Did you uh, say I thought I mentioned him. You, okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, so basically, like seven to 10 guys in yeah. tier two. Uh, DJ Turner from Michigan, the kid who ran the fastest yeah. 40 at the combine. Apparently I, um, now the rumor is going to go in the first round. So we'll see. I, gotta, go. I haven't watched him yet, but. And then the other thing to consider too on DBs, uh, is does a guy like Brian branch enter your tier sure. one conversation, yeah. uh, at 16, even though he's not a corner, but like can play nickel as we mm -hmm. talked about last week and you just go, Hey, he's a football player. And, and as we said, uh, I think, I think I said this with you, although I might've said this on the radio show to someone last week, like he's the type of player that the Ravens take. And then you're just like, ah, oh, yeah. of course, yeah, of course, they he's going to be awesome. And like, <laughs> what would happen? What would happen if the commanders took that player? Right. Where everyone just goes, wow, they took the great football player they, they don't know exactly where he's going to play, but then he'll wind up being everywhere and being awesome. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what they did last year with the Ravens, literally with Kyle Hamilton. Mm -hmm. uh, but the commanders could certainly use that guy um, and to have two of those guys because you got curl um, and you can play either of them in the post, either of them at the Buffalo. Like there's there's real value in that. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting, like how people I think aren't as high aren't as high on him coming out of the draft because he didn't have like this crazy athletic profile. You know, you know what I'm saying? So like he might slide a little bit just because of this kind of not elite explosive metrics, but there's a guy where like Skaronsky, like Witherspoon, the tape is just so good that I think you still bet on him to be a good football player in the NFL. So yeah, does he fit in there? Like, that's a great question, but yeah. So the point is still valid. There's like maybe two guys in tier one, there's seven to 10 guys in tier two that are all probably starting caliber players, quite frankly. And so I think you say to yourself, like, Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Doesn't it sound the more like we talk about it, trading back out of 16 seems like the right move? If those top two tackles, if the top two yeah. uh, corners aren't going to be there. A hundred percent. And I think it just depends on how I'm going to pull up a mock draft in a second, because I want to play this game out real quick before we go. Um, but like, for instance, for branch, like his production, the NFL uh, does like a score breakdown and they have production athleticism and then a total score. Mm-hmm. Um, and they list branch for the purposes of this as a corner. Mm-hmm. He had a 96 production score. Yeah. He's good. Like out he's, of excellent. He's, he's a good um, which tackler. Best, best amongst all corners. And then he has 67 athletic score, which ranks 27th. Well, he's not a true outside corner. Yeah. So like a guy who runs a four, five, eight with a, by the way, a one, five, six, 10 yard split, which is, that means he, he's like, his acceleration is there. It just top end is not 34 and a half inch verticals. Like Man. fine. Yeah. 10, 10, five broads, like, solid yeah. but you know what i'm saying um, it's like the explosive yeah. numbers aren't there but again if you were to play him exclusively at safety or at nickel like i think you feel pretty good about it like think about yeah. kyle hamilton ran like a four seven last year at his pro day. yeah you know what i mean right. so it's like obviously you can be successful when you're put in a good situation to be successful and i think he's got way better feet and way better instincts than kyle ever than kyle hamilton ever showed on tape so like I think he's fine, but again, like you're going to see people say that he hasn't met threshold numbers, threshold for 40, threshold for 510, 5, mm-hmm. threshold for vertical for playing safety or nickel, and they're going to pass on him. And that's what teams do. And it's a silly thing to do, but you have those threshold things because you're basically playing, you're, you're, you know, you're doing the analytic thing. You're, you're playing, you're, 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 you're playing percentages, so to speak. Definitely. So just for, for instance, for kicks and giggles. Yeah. Um, I pulled up Dame Rugler's mock because he put one out today. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Witherspoon falling to 16. Um, so I guess if that's Sick. the case, you just you just stay put uh, and, and you you take based it. on based like on Branch my, goes based on yeah. my evaluation. I have no insight on what the team's doing. Let me just be perfectly clear. This is me watching film, me watching the combine, just to be yep. perfectly clear. Yep. Branch Branch goes 15. And you know, part of the reason uh we we get Witherspoon falling is he's got the Eagles taking Bijan Robinson, um, ah. you know, so going top fifteen running back. Um, Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia, is a name that you haven't seen a ton going in top fifteen, um, but like he goes. So like if the edge guys start going, Lucas Van Ness, he's yeah. got uh, going. He's nine. he's been he's been. I don't not that high on Lucas Van Ness, uh, but he, he's been consistently a top ten guy. Nolan is new because he ran a four three nine at the combine and his explosive measurements were insane. And that makes sense because I actually like his tape a lot, but it's like, he's a weird guy. Cause it's like, where does he fit? Is he, you know, a son Reddick basically, or is he, 
um, you know, a, a name and edge rusher that's small that never was productive. So I think he's got more Hassan Reddick to his game. I think he can be elite. Uh, I don't know if he gets that high because of the size concerns, but um, that seems like a knee-jerk reaction to Combine. So again, like I don't think Wizard, Witherspoon, I think Philly would take Witherspoon over Bijan Robinson based yeah, on draft I, philosophy. Totally, especially if they lose um, Bradbury. You're correct. Um, which is very likely just for financial reasons. But just again, to play this out, yeah, mm-hmm. Porter goes 17. You got can't see the D tackle out of uh, Pittsburgh, who's got a lot of Aaron Donald vibes in part because he went to Pittsburgh. So everyone is lazy and makes that comparison. But like smaller guy, short arms, but unblockable. Um, going as a, as a, so let's, let's, let me just talk about him real quick. As a pass rusher, he's unblockable. On first yeah. down versus the run, dude has a yes. hard time. So, but yeah. like if if he goes to a spot like like Philly would be perfect for him. Go to Philly. Yeah. You're a third down pass rusher. You're gonna light up these guards. They're gonna see nothing like you before. But we've got, um, yeah. you know, and we can get, we can get more into some sorry, of these guys, yeah, sorry, sorry, you know, sorry. tomorrow. But just like to play out the scenario, like Bucks take Miles Murphy who somehow falls to 19. Then you get some of the wide receivers. You have Smith, uh, Smith and Jigba. Uh, you have Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Zay Flowers, and then like 23, he's got Minnesota taking Deontay Banks. Uh, Darnell Washington goes at 24. Addison at 25. But like. So 23 potential spot for one of your guys to go if you're looking at corner O-line. And then you have the run on offensive linemen starting at 28. Anton Harrison, um, you have Darnell Wright going to Philly at 30. Um, Dewan Jones going uh, to Kansas City with the last pick of the first yeah. round. So like if you can trade back into the early 20s, you are easily getting Wherever you one want. of those tier two guys. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point that we'll wrap with is like, that trade back if your tier one guys are gone you are so good in tier two if if you can find a trade partner Correct. and that could be the the tough part because if you're the team that why if everybody's got basically the same grades and there's no tier one guys left no one that anyone wants to trade up for you're just stuck yes and that's that's the hard part is they're going to be right on that line they need someone who someone else really likes yeah. that they don't need to fall. And whether that's one of the receivers, um, which is possible, I guess, because there's not any receivers in the top 15, which is weird and doesn't typically happen. Uh, or kind whether down, it's kind of, know, down one year. Of the, kind of a down year. Yeah. One, or, or one of the edge guys. To me, those seem like the, the two positions that are most likely to, to fall in the commander's favor where they can then trade back. So to me... This was where this is why Anthony Richardson performing so well at the combine hurts the Commanders because there was a mm-hmm. world where he would fall to eighteen and Detroit would draft him. I think eighteen is that where Detroit's picking? Uh, I believe so. I'll yeah, check so that. so drafting and like they have golf, yeah. he'd be sit yeah, for yeah. a year. I think that's a perfect fit for him. And so I thought to myself, man, if anyone's going to trade up, sixteen is the right spot for it because uh, because Detroit's right around the corner and Pittsburgh's probably not trading out of that spot if they want to get Joey Porter Jr. or whoever they want to get. So I was like, that's perfect. Cause then you're going to have someone who's going to want to move up trade back. It'd be perfect. But now he's done well. So we, our pick, the commander's pick at 16 loses value over the next couple of weeks or until that kind of, until the dust settles on the combine. So I think that to me is probably the most significant. Cause like you mentioned edge rusher, and I'm glad you did, but it is just like corner. It's insanely deep at edge rusher. Like we talked mm-hmm. about the kid from Northwestern. He's not even on that list. And I think he's one of the best guys in the in the group. You know, he's definitely a top five, six guy in my eyes. I kind of like him better than than Miles Murphy, but it's more like kind of your flavor of the day. They're probably in the same tier. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I'm a team, I'm not trading up for an edge rusher because I know that there's all these good guys later on that I could add value to my roster with. So it again, not having big receiver, Richardson performing well, it it makes it I think it's gonna be harder to trade back uh than it has been in years past. All it takes is one though. True. Like yep. you need one team who's convinced that there's another team <laughs> right. that also has Miles Murphy <laughs> in tier one. Yes, that's, that's yep. all you need. Yep. You're like, hey man, we got and look, if you can play them against each other, let's say there are two teams. That's even better. You can be, I don't know, who's, let's say, Tampa and Seattle. They're right. 19 and 20 right now, right? Um, or, you know, Seattle, Kansas City just Seattle's let... interesting. That's an interesting yeah, trade-up. Kansas City just let, let Frank Clark go, and they're at 31 or what, whatever. But let, let's just go 19 and 20, Tampa and Seattle. And you tell Tampa, like, hey, look, this is Seattle's offer. Oh. Beat it. And you call Seattle and be like, this is Tampa's offer. <laughs> Beat it. Give me your final offers. There's three minutes left on the clock. We got to do this. And and you go. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's I think, the interesting thing is, like, can you get a, the right player with the right teams behind you? And then you're set. Um, yeah. And then you're set. All right. We will be back tomorrow going in way more depth on a lot of these guys. Obviously, Logan chomping at the bit already. Um, he's got, got pages and pages of notes on quarterbacks, on – uh, obviously some of these edge guys, and then we'll get into some of the other positions. The commanders might attack later in the draft running back, for instance, uh, is one we'll probably get to. So plenty more combine reaction, plenty more draft stuff coming here on take command. If you like it, not only make sure our, that you're subscribed wherever you're watching, or listening right now, but like tell a friend, you have friends that have similar hobbies as you that are also interested be like, Hey, you got to listen to this podcast. Just go ahead and hit the share button right now. If you're like, Hey, listen to this episode. Then they're going to get to this part and they can be like, oh, that's why you sent it to me. But now you're listening as the second friend and you should send it to a third. Okay, All right. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, as we record Thursday morning. Uh, it'll be in the audio feeds. Uh, and we'll see you then. I'll take them in.